Lineup. Lineup. Locked. Locked. Where every day is Sunday. This fantasy football podcast is brought to you by CreatorRank.com. Are you ready for some football? Follow us on Twitter at CreatorRank and find us on Facebook and YouTube. Now, get ready. Ready? And lock it in. It's time to lock it in. That time of the week, week 10 in the NFL is here. It's a two-man team today. My player two is Matt Reller, and we've got some waiver ads for you as well as who we think you should start and sit per matchup. So first off, Matt Reller, what's shaking, my man? How are you doing on this fine Wednesday? Oh, man, it's snowing up here in Wisconsin. Uh, Otherwise... Life is good. Can't complain. Not too loudly anyway. Nice. Like to hear it. It's like you down in Dallas. It's good, man. I was just thinking the same thing. It's not snowing here, obviously, but it's it's actually <laughs> 74 today, but kind of cool. Wow. And it was cold the day before. It's going to be falling to 30 tonight. It's really daylight savings freaks me out, man. It just one hour change, but it gets dark yeah. like it seems like six hours earlier. <laughs> And I just yeah, want to no. wear, I just want to wear sweatpants and be fat. Like I don't want to do anything. <laughs> That's why I stayed in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Right in, bro. Hoodie weather, baby. Let's go. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait for fall. I love it when hoodie and jeans comes out. That's what I live in. Yeah, my dashboard temps is thirty. So hopefully my taste is still fire. Well, there we, there have you. <laughs> whoa, whoa, there we go. <laughs> Well, before we get started, this is a Creator Rank podcast. You can follow us at CreatorRank.com, on Twitter at CreatorRank, and Facebook at CreatorRank. Mr. Matt Reller, his lovely articles, and his fine fantasy prowess can be found on at Matt Reller, which is his name, M-A-T-T-R-E-L-L-E-R. And you can find me at TechmoZach on Twitter and the Insta and my name on Facebook, all start sit questions, pick them ups. Who should I? I don't know. Who? Sh- what movie should I see? Even uh, find us and ask us, and we'll give you all the information possible. So back to a cold weather before we get to a few sneaky waiver ads that people could add right now. Did you see Baker Mayfield after the game in Denver? Did, speaking of cold weather, did you see his attire? Yeah, he was a. Uh... Part of the wet bandit. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. He looked like a freaking wet bandit. And, and on the top, that were glorious. Did the you? Never bro. Oh my gosh! So first off, home dude shaved his mustache three times. He had three <laughs> different sets of facial hair before, during, and after the game. So there's that number one. And then that, that the wet bandit comment that happened on the internet and the meme blew up so bad that even Macaulay Culkin called him out on Twitter. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah he had a pink can in his hand and said, yeah. I'm ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, my gosh. If, if, if one of our listeners, if you haven't seen this yet, please, <laughs> please I go know, to Twitter. Macaulay Culkin looks a lot better than I expected. 
he he had a he looks better now than he did like five years ago. I think he's yeah yeah for sure. He looked rough back the last time I had yeah he's cleaned so up. I was like, see but he's a uh, he is with a, he's standing in a closet with a paint can paint can ready for Baker, and okay. the the pictures are phenomenal. It's like one of them has the three of them together with the wet bandits with Baker. Once the blowtorch to his head. Oh uh, man. I saw uh, one I was loving the comments of that post. <laughs> oh yeah. I saw one gif where uh it was Kevin from the office carrying his chili, you know, where he spills it everywhere. And it's yeah. like it's Baker carrying the chili and it says Brown's twenty nineteen season. <laughs> yeah. Man. I remember Lee predicting back that they were gonna lose to the New England Patriots in the AFC championship game. Ugh. Boy, we seem that? we all seem like such uh, fools now, don't we? Uh, uh, that came close. No. <laughs> yeah, the 49ers are eight and zero, like we all predicted. You know? Yeah, yeah, of course. That you kind of year. So <laughs> speaking speaking of predicted, uh, Matt, uh, we're gonna get mm-hmm. into week ten here in a minute, and I know that our listeners are used to you and I doing a waiver episode together, and then our four man group coming together. Well. Life's kind of life's kind of hectic right now. My man Chris has got a child on the way, so he doesn't have a whole lot of time, and Lee's buckling down at school. So we try to make make this work for our people as best as possible. So we're gonna bang it out and give every bit of information we have for each matchup, so our listeners win this week. Uh, Matt and I actually have not done a waiver episode the last two weeks because it's really just been streaming, um, and you know I I like to bring original content and not just retread what could be found on the interweb. And I think, Matt, uh, speaking for you, you you feel the same way. And unfortunately, the last couple of Sunday nights, really the only pickups are if you're on bye, this is a tight end or a quarterback you should get. And coincidentally enough, once the injury reports start coming out Wednesday afternoon and Tuesday is really when the quality waiver wire ads start coming through for midweek ads, uh, really after the waivers have kind of run for your lineup. So, I want to talk about a few uh, people that I have my eye on, if that's okay with you. Oh, yeah, for sure. You start, and then I'll kind of piggyback off of or Okay, perfect. Now, these guys are widely available in every league. Uh, I don't have the percentage, but they're probably there if you check them. So first off, there's 13 games in Week 10. Uh, This is a very – it's weird. I'm in six leagues, and – and five of them, my opponent is just destroyed with in, with uh, bye weeks and injuries. Um, it's very interesting to me how that just happened. But a lot of marquee names are out, so there's chances are that you're looking for a quarterback. Uh, there's a chance that you're looking for a wide receiver, uh, running back, tight end. You know, fill in the blank. A defense. It's look looking for it all. So we're going to try to give you the really good information for that. So first off, Connor practiced today. But this is another name to keep an eye on, and I would speculatively add him because he looked like a better running back, per se, uh, than Samuels did because Samuels was involved more in the passing game. Trey Edmonds. Um, Don't make it a priority if you're on an overnight waiver. I would look elsewhere, but keep an eye on him because the moment they announce Jalen Samuels is not playing, this guy becomes an immediate flex play for me. Um, He looked good last week. He had 70 yards. Has a capability of getting a touchdown as well. I uh, it's a run first offense. They're going to throw to the running backs. I think his usage is there. Uh, are you feeling what I'm uh, what I'm cooking there with Trey Edmonds, or or would you just not even entertain it? No, I would definitely go after Trey Edmonds. Reason being, even if Connor is back and playing, I think his first game back off injury, he's not going to get the workload he was getting before he went down. 
So he's going to be able to split time. And I think Trey Edmonds is the dude. He looked way better than Jalen Samuels. He looked a lot better. I wish they would give Benny Snell a chance, but Trey Edmonds made him not have to. So and, I agree. And on top of that, Jalen uh, Connor, uh, for as good as he's been this year, has just been continuously injured. And let's look at, you know, in fantasy, what do we do? We go by stats. We go by what we know. We go by what we feel, um, too, as well, with with what data has given us. And last year, Jalen Samuels was a league winner uh, during championship weeks because Connor went down. So Connor can get injured. It can be a thing. So if you're a Connor owner especially, I would pick him up. If you're trying to block the Connor owner, you can be sly, too, especially if you're playing him and pick him up. The way I look at it is this also, is um, Omar Epps, the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Omar Epps lookalike, he uh, <laughs> he is so uh, not revealing with the injury reports. I remember last year I had Jalen Samuels in three leagues, and I remember that I didn't know until either late Saturday or Sunday all three starts with Jalen Samuels if he was playing. So... Get on top of that now, and then you can always just drop him Sunday morning if if it's if it looks like Connor's right. going to be a go, or hold on to him because of the injury history. So that right. that's one that's one RB ad that I stashing the running back that could turn into something. Exactly, that that's one RB ad that's good. Um, as far as other ads that I think that could be really good for me is that chances are. With the bye weeks and everything else, Delaney Walker's probably been dropped. And after the bye, he's probably going to come back. That could be a league-winning ad, man. Uh, he's available in almost every league that I'm in. I would I would jump on that. And if you have the roster space, I might even roster Johnny Smith for this week if you if you need a, a good streamer. But I'm feeling the Titans uh, tight end attack the rest of the way. And... Uh, it would be good. I would if I had Delaney Walker. I would feel like I must roster two tight ends because of his injury history. But I certainly like the upside of him. He's certainly better than what's out there. I think besides maybe the next two names I'm going to mention, um, Herndon. God help me. He's he's out there. He's he's dropped. He's picked up. He's dropped. He's picked up. He's limited. He's not. I'm going to stay away from Jets. We were pro Jets on this podcast, and I'm telling you right now, look elsewhere. This team is a dumpster fire. Um, I'm not even trusting the matchups. I would look elsewhere with Herndon. One name I do like that's probably available in the tight end market, and then I'll get your opinion on these tight ends, Matt, is Noah Fant. Uh, with this quarterback, Brandon Allen, home dude, home dude beasted. He's on his bye, so people might not have saw a projection next to his name, might not have got him. Number one also, waivers, are. there's so many teams on bye this week, it's hard to roster a player that's on a bye. So that's a name that if you have space that I would absolutely want to pick up. If I'm a Kelsey owner, um, or heck, if I just need a need a tight end, then I'm I've got Jason Witten and it's killing me every week, right? Uh, what are your yeah. thoughts on my tight end uh, waiver claims I just talked about? I yeah, I co-sign everything. Um, the only other one I would mention is um, peek around for Gerald Everett. I've seen him in more leagues than I would imagine, especially with how good he was. I know he was on his bye last week. But he's got a matchup we'll talk about coming up. So I would peek around for him. Perfect. Any other running backs that you can think of that are worth an ad right now, whether it's speculation, handcuff, 
Uh, we obviously have the Madisons, the Raquel Armsteads, but is there somebody out there that could be fantasy relevant this week that people are passing on? Well, I was trying to look up what his ownership percentage is right now, but Kareem Hunt, because he's back, and he's going to have a role, is what they've said. I wonder what his ownership percentage is. It's like 72. It's like 70. (laughs) Yeah, it it went from like 60 to, it rose like, or it was like at 50%. It rose like 22% overnight. Gotcha. So it was 50% at one point? Yeah, it was yesterday before waivers ran. So people jumped <laughs> on that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember early on saying, man, it's going to be right around 50% at one point in the season. I would say Geis is another one. Um, there's a chance Gag. that since he's Gag. still on IR, that would be, a, I would add him right now if I had the opportunity, Gag. if I didn't already do so. He was available in two of my leagues and I scooped him up. So I was pr- uh, very pleased with that. Um, those are the two big ones, I think, besides the, the Trey Edmonds news. Uh, Jalen Samuels, too, if he's available, is worth rostering, especially in PPR. Or if you want to get nuts here, Zolzak. What's Miles the hell? Yeah. Miles yeah, or Laird, or Laird, right? The other Dolphins running back. That's if you want to get really crazy. Indianapolis yeah. run game ain't no joke, so I would... Oh, not for this week. He's more of a what-if. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure Bollage is going to look like... Bollage and not doing very well. So I would think that they might give Gaskin some run. The reason we're talking about these guys is Mark Walton got suspended for four games uh, for PEDs, even though his performance wasn't all that great. If that was enhanced, <laughs> if that was <laughs> if that was enhanced, I would I would absolutely hate to see a normal game with him. Um, here's here's my thoughts. If I'm a Dalvin Cook owner. And it's running thin. His buy's coming up two weeks from now. It might be a good idea. Because chances are, if you're a savvy Dalvin Cook owner, you've listened to this podcast, you have Madison taking up a bench spot as well. So it might be good to look ahead a week or two and pick up somebody now that's going to be available. So pick your poison with one of the two Dolphins running backs. I mean, it's it's not pretty. I, I wouldn't want to do it. But it's versus the Browns week 12. It could certainly be a lot worse. So I would just take take that little nugget if you're able to maneuver or or look for an owner right now that's got a running back that's on a buy this week that needs to make a deal and trade with them to get your your Dalvin Cook replacement, so to speak. But it's uh, there's there's lots of ways around it. But definitely, if you're in a league where you're having you know you lost Carry on Johnson, you know you're you're at a losing record right now. You could do worse. I mean, nobody's picking these guys up of waivers that I've seen really. So maybe. Pick one up and see what happens. Don't start them. Watch it and then and then go from there. Now I've got a trio of wide receivers in closing for the waiver portion before we get uh, down to the start and sit. So these are three wide receivers that I really dig, and um, I think moving forward for the foreseeable future are going to be very very fantasy relevant. And I think you can plug all of them in your flex. Two of them today, right now, and one starting next week, and they're available. Uh, first for me is Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro has gotten 30% of the passing target share the last two weeks for Oakland. He fits perfectly what kind of offense Gruden wants to run. Like That's why Waller's been so successful. Short, intermediate, intermediate passes. It's not really down the field too much. Um, I dig it. Uh, it's a good flex play in a crazy week right now. Next week, probably not. 
I think this week, though, with all the buys, I think he's going to be in a lot of lineups, rightfully so. And I think you could do worse. Uh, number two for me, D.D. Westbrook. Nick Foles is back. Nick Foles and D.D. Westbrook should have a nice connection. D.D. Westbrook has been dropped because of injuries, bye weeks, and just a terrible season in a lot of leagues. So it's worth kicking around and seeing if he's there. He probably is. Pick him up. I wouldn't start him next week. Let's see how the wide receiver situation pans out with Nick Foles. Who is he going to now and everything else? But I think that at very worst with the bye weeks we're dealing with, he could be a decent flex play, especially in a PPR next week. And last but not least for me, I don't think Brandon Cooks is going to play another game this season. That's my opinion. I know one thing, he's out now and he is not playing. Josh Reynolds on the LA Rams. I like it. I think he can do well. They use three wide receivers in that offense. I know that Everett's gotten more involved, but I think that he's also a fine flex play. Do you have any players to add or thoughts about my trio of wide receivers there, sir? No, I think you're spot on with the Renfro take. The only other thing I would mention is he's gotten looks in the red zone and he just knows how to get open. He's one of those smaller guys that just finds a way. Um, and then, yeah, wholeheartedly co-sign with Everything. So. And, and you know what? And the thing that sucks about Didi is that everybody has so many shares of Conley and DJ Chark, and one of them's going away. I don't know which one it's going to be. It, or maybe not. Or maybe not. Honestly, if I'm a Chark owner, I would pick up Didi as like a handcuff to the situation and give it a week or two if you can and see how it pans out, right? Um, Early on in that first week, it was pretty much Chark and Didi. Conley didn't get hot until Gardner came in. Well, Conley did have that long touchdown with Foles, the last play of Foles, right? Like the, I the think play, so. the play that Foles got injured. Conley had like a fifty-yard touchdown. So it, they could all be rough. I mean, hey man, we're in a league where three wide receivers can be a thing if the offense is run correctly. So, so. so let's right. uh, let's roll. But it's something to pay attention to, and I'm all about beating the waiver run. Renfro, Didi, and Reynolds, in my opinion, will be three of the hotter free agent ads next week. So, yeah, I would for, guess Reynolds. So that's uh, that's my take on that. So are you ready? It is time for week 10, 13 game slate, start and sit. So Matt, let's start. We have Thursday Night Football. Uh, it's a division game, and it should actually be a good one. The Raiders, for once, aren't a dumpster fire completely, right? Even, oh, yeah. Even though the... And the you know the records aren't good here, but it's going to be a competitive game, and it's two teams that if they get hot and make a run, could be playoff relevant. We've got the L.A. Rams. I'm sorry, the L.A. Chargers. Excuse me, L.A. Chargers <laughs> visiting Oakland. So Matt, give me yep. your thoughts on this game. Who are we starting, and who are we sitting in this matchup? Both teams coming off wins over NFC North opponents. Yes. Um, I'm going to start Phillip Rivers. Oakland is the second best matchup for fantasy quarterbacks, so give me all of the key Rivers. I'm going to sit Tyrell Williams. L.A. is just outside the top ten against fantasy wide receivers. I think the way you beat San Diego is you don't alert. God, I keep doing that. Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I just want to call them the Superchargers all the time, and it ran so well in San Diego. Uh, but... I would, yeah, I think the way you beat them is you kind of grind it out and you keep, 
Ingram and Bosa from being able to rush your quarterback, and that's a lesson Green Bay apparently refused to learn the entire game. So, yeah, I think you get to grind it out with Jacobs, and that kind of limits your passing game. And that's, I think Renfro's still a good one. I just think Tyrell Williams doesn't match up well against, like, Casey Hayward and the rest of the DBs on Los Angeles. So I would stay away from him. All right, I dig it. You and I are on the same wavelength here. Uh, my start in this game is Hunter Renfro for exactly the reasoning you said. Surprisingly, Oakland has been like, it's funny because towards the beginning of the year, even now a little bit, people are kind of chasing Oakland because they've sucked for so long with defenses. Oh, it's Oakland this week. Let me play a defense, but I learned my lesson with that with the Colts a few weeks ago, and I didn't feel great about it anyway. Because Carr releases the football so quick with these short passes that it's going to be a little bit harder to, to, to sack him. Can you? Sure. Will he throw picks? Absolutely. Um, I'm not saying that the Chargers defense is not a good play here. They certainly are. But I think that that benefits Waller, that benefits running backs catching the ball, and that benefits Renfro. So I think that the number one receivers for the game are going to be them. So... Renfro, for me, in a PPR, I think he's got an excellent floor this week. And you said it yourself, my man's getting uh, targets in the red zone as well. That's good. My sit is also Tyrell Williams. He just doesn't get enough targets for me, and the secondary is is pretty darn good for the Chargers as well. I just, unless he breaks a big play, it's just not going to happen. And unfortunately, David Carr is not Patrick Mahomes. So it's not the Tyreek Hill... I'd rather have Tyreek Hill with the, I need him to break a big play, not Tyrell Williams. You know what I'm saying? So so for me, I don't want the four-point floor that he has. And that's really what it is. That's is. I'm going to look elsewhere because it's Thursday night, and I'm not trying to stare at four points on my screen uh, for the entire weekend and be pissed off. So my rule of thumb is if I have a player that's okay, but I can find somebody on waivers or on my team that can get it close to that production, I'm going to go that route on Thursdays. That's just the way I feel. I think Renfro will be fine, uh, especially as a flex. If you are going to follow my advice and get Renfro and start him and put him in your flex, you actually need to move him to your wide receiver one or two spot. That way you have roster flexibility in case injuries or something crazy happens for that reasoning. You're still mentally making him your flex. It's still a thing, but you want to make sure you're flexible in case whatever happens, happens. It, it, we've all seen it. You don't want to be... You don't have to drop Julio Jones because you have to start a running back or something stupid like that, right? We don't we don't want that that to happen to people. So you don't need that. Anymore. No, no, that is uh, that is my thought on that situation. So okay. on to the Sunday games, okay? Yeah. Um, I, I the Jets are the home team, but not really. It's uh, Giants versus Jets. Jets are marked as the home team here. Uh, this is a game that I'm sad that people have to sit through and watch be played. But uh, it's there are fantasy-relevant people, so we're going to do our job here, and we're going to talk about it. So what are your thoughts on this game, and who do we need to start and sit in this matchup? I think this is one of those games that's going to surprise people. We're all expecting it to be this terrible matchup, right? It's going to be gross. They've been bad. My start is everyone. <laughs> all matchups, like across positions, are all at least mediocre, if not a plus matchup. The only guy you're going to sit is Emmett Ingram because he's already been ruled out. That's it. Okay. <laughs> so my start is everyone, my sit is no one. 
Except for Evan Ingram. I would say because the defenses are so bad, um, this is a lot like the Dolphins and uh, Jets matchup of last week, which we said the same thing. We said that was going to be a very fantasy-relevant game, and boy, did it turn for the Jets in such a negative way when they overturned that Griffin touchdown. Because you would have had a 20-point performance from Darnold. The game flow, it just seems like that that just killed them completely, that one play. And, and I don't disagree with you. Uh, I'm a little sour on the Jets right now because besides Crowder, it seems like nothing is really going right. Um, for me, my main start, if I'm locking one in, it's Danny Dimes. Uh, I know that he had a blow-up game versus Detroit. Uh, Dallas got on him good. I expect him to have a get-right game this week, and I think he's going to be a fine replacement. If you're a Patrick Mahomes owner, it looks like Mahomes is going to play. But just in case, if you need a, a spot start, I think that I think this is your guy right here this week. He gets points with his legs, and I I think you're going to get I think you're going to get two touchdowns plus. My sit. Just on that, he's a uh, he's good rest of season schedule as well. So if you're a streamer and you want to pick him up, uh, he's a he's a good streamer for the rest of the way. Oh yes, if you're blessed enough to be in the playoffs, his playoff schedule is stupid good. It's like, uh, what does he play? Miami, uh, Washington, and I forget who uh, else. Uh, it's another like just blood. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, my sit is going to be Robbie Anderson. Um, I just he doesn't get the volume that I need uh, at this point of the season, and uh, it's just I, I kind of want to put him on my bench and see it happen two weeks like I did last year, and then buy into it. Let's see if they can get that magic again before I just keep taking three points in my lineup. It's because it's just not it's not working right now. So he that is. That game is Philly. Sorry. Okay, yeah, Philly, good deal. What's well, just secondary is banged up, and they're yeah. allowing passing yeah. yards. Brutal. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> uh, we have Falcons coming off a bye, going into New Orleans, which is also coming off of a bye as well. Matt Ryan is, uh, we're thinking, going to suit up. We don't have straight confirmation on that quite yet. So, And Kamara practiced in full, so he will be back. Who are your starts and sits for this matchup? My start is Calvin Ridley. I think the game script plus no real run game to speak of for Atlanta because New Orleans is just that good against the run. Um, it's just kind of foreshadowing my shit of Devonta Freeman. Uh, <laughs> I think that game script plus no run game equals Matt Ryan or Matt Shaw having to spread the ball around. Because I, I think they're going to try and take away Julio as best they can. It's one of those things where Julio is pretty matchup proof. He's going to have a bad game here and there, but he's still going to kind of get his five for fifty. And if he gets a touchdown, awesome. But I think Calvin Ridley on the other side might get get loose for a score or two. So, um, and then yeah, sit Devonta Freeman. New Orleans is number one against running backs. I won't. I don't want a single running back against New Orleans the rest of the way. Okay, I dig it. Uh, for me, I'm going to start Cook. I think that he started to finally kind of click and give a return on where he was drafted right before he got injured. So I expect him to kind of pick back up where okay. he left off and do well. And for me, my sit is Latavius Murray. Chances are you just got two wins because of the man. And uh, I want to see what happens now, I think. 
Uh, is he a good flex play? I think so. I think you could put him in your flex, but if you're relying on RB2 or, heck, RB1 numbers from him, I think you're going to be disappointed. I, I would kind of want to fill that situation out. Uh, maybe an upside wide receiver over him because they haven't really used him with Kamara at all. I don't know if that changes no. now, but I'm just going off of what I've seen and what the data shows, and it shows that he's not getting the touches then. My only hesitation with that call is, if I'm correct in the game script, do you really want to kind of push Kamara more than you have to in a game where it's pretty much in hand? I think Latavius Murray might get like that garbage time running <laughs> game script if if it goes according to what I think it's going to. Well, I so, think I think my only I think my thought process is this with the game script. The Falcons have been bad, but you've got Matt Ryan, you've got Julio, you've got Calvin Ridley, and they get to play spoiler now, and it's a division team. So I would be su- I would be surprised if this was a blowout. So, but that once again, that's me. Vegas doesn't agree with me, by the way. Vegas has got uh, the Saints favored by double digits. So yeah, because it's New Orleans. Right, so that's that's my thought process, and I, I could be wrong. I could be reading. I could be reading way too much into what goes on in the hearts of these athletes. But I know if it was me, what I would be, what would be the writing on the wall in my locker room. So that's 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 how I feel about that. So it's not a data driven thing. Data says to go with your call to start him still. I know that team. Uh, they just look brutal, and I wonder if it's a function of not kind of digging Dan Quinn's message anymore because that hasn't been working for 10 years. So I don't know how, how much fight they got in them. That might be right, too. We'll find out for sure. Um, yeah. This will tell me everything I need to know moving forward about this team, for sure. I, mean, I already know they're bad, but as far as just giving right. up or fighting, that's it's going to show a lot. Um, up next, you've got... Yeah, <laughs> up next, it'll be the fantasy game of the week. Up next, uh, we've got the Chiefs going into Tennessee. The, the surprising Titans, 2-1 with Tannehill. Uh, got their teeth kicked in a little bit last week. Tannehill got some garbage time, and he's been playing serviceable, actually, and been a good stream for whoever is ballsy enough to use him. Um, Mahomes is expected back this week. We'll see. Practice in full. That doesn't mean anything. What we do know is that Angie, Andy Reid is the exact opposite of Mike Tomlin. We will know on Friday, probably, if Mahomes is playing. Whereas Mike Tomlin, we would know after the game. So, let's get started with you. Who are we starting and sitting in Chiefs-Titans? I struggled with the start for this one. And the reason being is it's a lot of obvious names. But the more I thought about the matchup, if it's Mahomes and I'm Tennessee, what I want to do is just kind of grind with Henry and try and keep Mahomes on the sideline, that might kind of force Andy Reid's hand, and then what he'll have to do is try and get those shot plays. But my start is going to be McCole Hardman, because I think there's going to be a lot more boom plays to go around. And you can't just always do it to Tyreek Hill. McCole Hardman's shown the chops to be able to pull it off. So I'd be willing to kind of throw a dart on him this week. Oh yeah, if you're in a dual flex league, yeah, if you're in a dual flex league or you're a winning team and DeAndre Hopkins is on his bye and you yeah, I mean there's certainly worse. I mean, you need one play with that guy. And and like I said, if if I'm going with one play, I would rather have that's why I I don't dig Tyrell or Robbie Anderson. 
because it's Derek Carr and Sam Darnold throwing him the freaking ball. You give me one right. play and it's Mahomes, I feel way better about it, right? Exactly. So yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Who's your sit? My sit is the KCRBs. They've been a headache, almost like the New England RBs from back in the day, to figure out which one it's going to be. And this is a really bad matchup. Tennessee's the top 10 defense against fantasy RBs. With that and the headache and kind of needing that boom play that I think is going to happen, I don't want a part of the KC's run game. I agree. That is also my sit, by the way. Spoiler alert. Um, I, I'm not doing it, man. Um, you, and you might be able to after this week. Maybe Damian Williams earned his job back. Maybe he didn't because all of the yards came on one play. Maybe they just suck. Maybe they just suck like they have all year. Um, I don't, I'm staying away, man. 100%. My start is A.J. Brown. Well, the running back coach was the running back coach was talking about giving him a play. Or it was was designing plays for him, and then it didn't happen. I speculatively picked him up in one of my leagues. So it's just you can't. I mean, man, if you're super deep and you need help, maybe it's worth an ad to see that we are not chasing waivers. But I wouldn't do it. From, I no, know. I agree. Uh, we're on the, we, football and fantasy by enemy. <laughs> yeah, we're on the same. We're on the same. Same. Uh, same page yeah. there. And my start, yeah. like I was saying, is AJ Brown. Yeah. I think that the Chiefs will score points, and oh, yeah. I think that they will have to. I do believe the Titans will come out game scripted to run, 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 and do exactly what you just said. Especially if Mahomes is playing. Uh, AJ Brown is. Doing is getting the targets, man. He's running more routes. He's getting more play time. He's the receiver that I want. I've been big on AJ Brown all year, and I think that you can start AJ Brown and feel good about it. Actually, that really reminds me of who's that? Andre Johnson. Yes, yeah, that's a that's a good that man. Big possession receiver. He's not gonna like have this massive blow up week, but he's gonna be solid. Get you like six catches, eighty yards, maybe a touchdown. Just a solid 14-point guy. I dig it. I want it. Yeah, for sure. Sorry. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. So we've got Ravens and Bengals playing. Uh, Bengals are have a change of the world. They uh, they will now have a new quarterback. Uh, Ravens okay. just upset the Patriots, which was amazing. I called it, like, crazily about the running backs and everything, so that was a good notch on my belt right there. AJ AJ Green swelling in the ankle now day to day. Yikes! Probably not going to play. Give me your thoughts on the start and sit on this game. All right, so I'm going to get footbally here. This is a classic trap game for the exact reason you just mentioned. Baltimore's coming off the high of beating New England. They're world beaters. They're going on the road in division to Cincinnati, and you're like, yeah, we can roll off the bus, kick these guys' butts. Watch out, man. I don't know. Something's telling me this. there might be a little juice in the air with Ryan Finley. He made Calvin Harmon look like a decent wide receiver prospect. So, who knows? Uh, my start is going to be Tyler Boyd for that reason. Game script, if I'm wrong, they're going to be behind. So he's going he's to have to throw it, whether or not he wants to. 
And with A.J. Green still banged up and Baltimore kind of met against the wide receivers, they're exactly middle of the road. They're 16. I, yeah, I would take a flyer on Tyler Boyd this week. Absolutely. I like it. My sit is going to be Mark Andrews. I know you might not actually be able to sit him, but Cincinnati is the third best against tight ends, and it's not for lack of playing somebody. Mark Andrews, now the last time, he did have six for 99, but he also lost a fumble in that one. Um, and that was back in week six. And the, they also kind of limited Kittle in a big, bad way. So they faced some tight ends. And at home in Cincinnati, Right. I think the Nick Boyle run was because of the commitment to the run. But I'm yeah. with you. I'm not feeling Mark Andrews right now either. I like it, man. That's good. Um, I'm going deep with my start. And this is only if A.J. Green is out, which I think he is. It's Alec Erickson. Look at his game log the last two weeks. Dude was balling out. Disclaimer, that was with Andy Dalton. And not the new quarterback, but it is the same play calling. It is going to be, he is a possession receiver. He is tight end-like, if that makes sense, with the routes that they have him running. And the, and the I, I just, I dig it. I think that it could be a sneaky, sneaky, sneaky good play this week if A.G. Green doesn't play. Uh, and nobody nobody seems to know about him. I'm familiar with Alex Erickson. And it's funny because at work, somebody was, uh, A.J. Green's out, and they were talking like, oh, man, I don't know what I'm going to do because they have T.Y. Hilton as well. I was like, well, you should pick up Alex Erickson and start him if he doesn't play. Who is that? You just make this name up. And they started pointing to people in the office like, oh, I guess we'll start him too. I'm like, all right. I was like, go check the game log. <laughs> Apologize later. But, uh, I think you're going to tell me to pick up Wayne Goldman or Paul Perkins. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> my sit is Joe Mixon. I just, I can't, I can't do it. Yes. Can't yeah. do it. Oh, that's bad. I, I want to see it, man. I, I I know we say that a lot. That's my thing, but damn it. At, at this point, you've moved him to where he's probably your flex play anyway. You could find better options, hey, I think. Uh, I'd be willing to drop him at this point in the redraft, personally. He's that bad. The team's that bad. This is a bad matchup. If you need a different running back, by all means. And there's a really there's a really good chance that they could throw the running backs a lot, which maybe Geo gets scripted way more into this too, if that's the case. Who knows? We don't know what we're about to see. You know, we go off data, and this is yeah, this this is going off data. Everything's different now after the buy. New quarterback, everything. So I don't know what to expect, really. You know. All right, we have uh, the Cardinals and Bucks, which this should be a fun fantasy game right here, my man. Who are you starting and sitting in this one? I'm going to start Ronald Jones the second. I called it. Um, did I call that? <laughs> you sure did. I'm going to I'm going to hope that it just keeps rolling for him because it looked like he kind of had control of the gig. Um, and Arizona is a top ten RB matchup fantasy RB, so I want some Rojo in my life. My sit is going to be the Arizona running backs. The reason I'm saying that is it looks like David Johnson may or may not be back. Chase Edmonds, probably still out. Kenyon Drake, I still don't. I know he looked like a world beater, but I don't want any parts of him. Because that if they run, is still really good. They're third against fantasy RBs. So I don't care which one it is. I ain't certain. 
Okay. All right, I dig it. I like it. So for me, uh, I'm two players that have been on opposite end of the spectrum. I think this is the week, if there was ever a week this year, that you could trust O.J. Howard. I think it's this week. He's healthy. Fire him up. It's a terrible matchup for uh, for the Cardinals. They're very poor against tight ends, with the exception of Evan Ingram. Every tight end has performed pretty okay. So I, if you're dying at tight end, I think it's worth an ad, and I think it's worth a start. It can't be that bad. Can it? Can it? Can it be that? Or, sure, it could. <laughs> But that's my start. And uh, my sit is Fitz. I, Larry Fitzgerald, you're a baller, my man. I've watched you play a lot of good football, and you're going to watch it on my bench now. You are the weakest well, link. He's going to watch the kid take over his gig. Yeah. And Kirk's looking young Larry-esque. So. I agree. So I'm, that's, that's my sit. Yeah. And then other than that, I'm firing everybody up in this matchup. I like Kirk. I like Kirk in this matchup. Um, I, yep. I, I think Drake might actually be okay because I think they're gonna. They're, I think they're gonna run him out at wide receiver, dude. Yeah, but if David Jones is back, how much run do they actually give him? I think they're gonna play both. I'm intrigued to see this offense on Sunday. I really am. I, I mean, with both of them on the field, it gives them a lot more flexibility than even Chase Edmonds because. Kenyon Drake is like a better Chase Edmonds. I think Kenyon Drake's. I think you could pencil Kenyon Drake in for six catches a week. Maybe. So, so for me, I think that's a start, right? Or close? Even with the Tampa Bay? So, are you really going to take David Jarrett off the field to do that? Because he's as good of a. Receiver is anyone on that team, man. Well, what if Drake's a better receiver than the, the other receivers on their team? Oh, man, that's close. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's an interesting yeah, situation. Interesting. So yeah, I, I definitely heard some exotic stuff, and I know Kingsbury ain't afraid to mess around. So yeah, no, no, <laughs> not at all. Interesting. All right, so we've got the Lions and we've got the Bears. Oh my. Um, who are we starting and who are we sitting in this game? Oh, let me find them. Sorry, I'm bouncing around in a different order than I expected. Oh, you're I'm going to start. That's all right. I'm going to start David Montgomery. The Lions are the second best matchup for RBs, and he looked really good the last couple of weeks. He has. So, He's earning the trust of the fantasy individuals who picked him off waivers because the people that drafted him cut him. So there you right. go. <laughs> You can start to trust David Montgomery coming down the stretch. My sit here, I know you can't actually sit him, but it's Kenny Galladay. The Bears are the third best against fantasy wide receivers. Uh, I think all of the defensive attention goes his way. Marvin Jones, if he's going to beat you, I let him beat me. He's... (laughs) I just feel like he's kind of an average wide receiver, and I don't know that Stafford and him can take over a game the way him and Galladay could. So I'm the Bears defensive coordinator. I go after Ken Galladay. I feel you. I feel it, man. To me, this is a Danny Amendola game like no other. Yeah, yeah. uh, Yeah. My start is going to be Gabriel. Um, I think that he. 
for some reason, like I've analyzed uh, what receivers are done well against the Lions, Slayton, and that, he's that kind of guy. So I can see, and I know Trubisky, man, it's tough to trust, but he's the wide receiver I like the most this week. And it is very, they are very beatable, um, the Lions secondary for sure. And they have been for the last month for sure. Um, I like Gabriel the best of all the Bears receivers. So I think in a bye week situation that we're going through, I think he's a fine play this week. Now I would prefer Renfro. I would prefer Reynolds. So it's not, not above okay. those guys. I would prefer Zach Pascal if somebody didn't pick him up for whatever reason. But I do okay. like Gabriel. He's in my top six. Like if I, he'd be like my sixth or seventh ad of all the wide receivers. So for me, that's worth a start. I think I think he's going to get it done. And my real sit quick, real quick other name. Danny Amendola or uh or Tyler Gabriel or Man, I think his name just escaped me. Oh, darn it. What team? Literally just started talking about the last thought. Alex Erickson. I would go Erickson. Okay. Alright. And, and that's because <laughs> I would just do it. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I would sit. Well, I'm going <laughs> to. Gabriel a little more. What's up? That's tough. I feel like that's a tough decision if you're having to make that. That's really tough. Um, you probably aren't winning very many games if that's your start-sit no. decision, unfortunately. But I, I like, yeah, like DJ Chark and DeAndre Hopkins both on by. Right. And you got to add one of them. I, oh man, I, I, Gabriel's proven to do more longer, and you have more of a, more of a sample. So I might feel safer with him than Erickson, especially... Since I haven't seen Erickson with a new quarterback. Yes, that's a, that was the point I was just going to make. So, at least you've seen Gabriel with Risky with Trubisky, and you haven't seen the Spinley kid at all. Right, Let's so let's go back. An NC State game tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, my sit is Stafford. Um, if you're a Stafford owner, congratulations. You've won weeks because of him, and you're going to win more. Let's go pick up Danny Dimes and start him this week and uh, put Stafford on your bench. Or Rivers, yes. All right, we've got the Dolphins and the Colts. Uh, I don't know what to think about this game. Brissett did practice. I don't think he's going to play. I really don't. I don't think it's going to matter, though. I think the Colts, production-wise, they didn't look. Besides Hoyer throwing that ugly pick six, he didn't look terrible, and he actually produced pretty well uh, for what I for what I watched. I actually watched a lot of this game on Sunday. So, because uh, I picked up Zach Pascal on Saturday and actually started him on Sunday, like uh, like the G that I can be sometimes with my premonitions. <laughs> um, who are we starting and sitting in this game, sir? I was actually watching that one pretty good too, and I will say on that on that pick six that he threw, Minka did a great job of baiting him into that throw. Um, but that's besides the point. I'm going to start Zach Pascal. Um, I've seen what he's done with Brian Hoyer. I've seen what he's done with Jacoby Brissett, and all that is is produce. Uh, Miami is definitely a team he's going to be able to produce against. So I'm willing to start Zach Pascal. Um, I'm going to sit every single Dolphin imaginable. Indy's defense is still really good on the road. Yeah, I, this is going to be a bad game if you're a 
Yeah, I'm also going to start Zach Pascal. Um, <laughs> the snaps are there, and quite frankly, he's making the most of his opportunity. He had that one that uh, one stinker game where it's just nothing really went going for anybody, really. Uh, Brissett only had like 160 yards versus Denver. In the last six weeks, that's the only game he hasn't been fantasy relevant, in my opinion. So um, I'm firing him up, and I'm feeling good about it, especially as a flex. Um, and for me, it's sitting the Finns uh, running backs. Like I said earlier, it's not a terrible idea to pick one of them up and see. Probably Gaskin is who I would suggest. But don't don't be a hero, man. Let's look elsewhere. And uh, let's see what happens. You never know. They might surprise you, and you might have something. Or it, you could have a Dolphins running back. So there you go. It could be either or. Uh, up next, we've got Panthers and Packers. Uh, can the Packers get right at home? I think so. I think this is going to be a pretty good game for fantasy as well. Um, who are we starting and sitting in this matchup? I'm going to start Kyle Allen. Reason being, I think overall this game is an Aaron Jones game if I've ever seen one. Carolina's run defense is not very good. That whole offense looked atrocious in Los Angeles. Green Bay's did. Um, I don't see. I don't think they even got off the plane this past Um But I do think they're going to kind of lean on Aaron Jones in this matchup. And I think that limits what Aaron Rodgers might be able to do in the air. So he's my sit, and it's. A, I feel like it's a really gutsy call at home in a decent matchup with Center and Rodgers. I just think Aaron Jones is going to have that big of a day. Or I don't think he's gonna be so, That's what I'm doing. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. So for me, I am going to start DJ Moore. Now he's probably gonna get the uh, Jair Alexander treatment. I would imagine. Correct? Would you? Would you think so? That's why I didn't say him. I think Kyle Allen's gonna have to get it done with Curtis Samuel and Greg Olson, but I don't trust either one enough. To make him a start. So I think Kyle is going to have to almost dump it to CMC if he wants to get anything done, and I think he will. So. Right. Well, my thought process behind DJ Moore, though, is I've seen a lot of Carolina football this last month with Kyle Allen, and they find ways. It seems like uh, I would say a good four of his receptions a game come from the flats. So they kind of yep. get like a get a, a running start and get him. So I still think he's got a pretty good PPR floor, uh, and and yep. DJ Moore is talented enough to break one of those as well. I'm with you though. If I had both, if I'm in a weird world where I own both receivers, I would play Samuel over DJ Moore. Uh, yep. But I do think that if you are a DJ Moore owner and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm afraid he's going to get shut down. I think for that reasoning though, you can still start him. Um, there are other yeah. options out there, obviously, but I think you can feel okay with it. I think he's got an okay floor. You don't have to worry about like one catch for ten yards or any of that. And for oh, me, they yeah. and then for me, my sit is going to be Olson. I'm just not feeling Olson at all. He had that monster first month of the year, and just really hasn't kind of got it together. It's, he's just like every other tight end right now, and maybe you're holding on to him just because of what his name is. And uh, let's let's check the waivers and see what else is around. You might if, if if like Fant or one of these other guys is available, I would pick them up. Not obviously not for Olson. You need Olson this week. But let's see if they continue to surge and do well because Olson is going to get you three catches every once in a while a touchdown. But 
let's, you know, it's maybe time to look somewhere else. I'm just not feeling old set on this matchup. Even with how bad Green Bay has been against that end, you know, we'll give it a try. Yeah. Both. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, that's why we we do this. All I do is watch tight ends just tear up our defense every week. That's true. (laughs) And I've seen Greg Olson do it a bunch of times because he's a player, too. (laughs) (laughs) Up next, we have Rams and Steelers. Um, man, this is a weird game. I don't even understand what to think about it, by the way. Um, just the play calling, just everything. The Ra- I got bad vibes with the Rams. The Steelers are overperforming for what they've got with Rudolph. Wh- what do you think about this game? What are your starts and sits here? The start is Gerald Everett. Reason being, Pittsburgh... For all their athleticism at linebacker, for whatever reason, they just can't cover tight ends. And with Cooks out and kind of Josh Reynolds not being able to trust for me just yet, I know he's had a couple of games here and there, but I, I got to see it happen before I put him in. Whereas Gerald Everett, even when Cooks was still in there, he was starting to get a little more increased production and he was getting soft eye a little more. Right, right. I think somebody you can trust. My sit is Ty Gurley. That Pittsburgh run defense is still really good. And I know they're coming off a bye, so they had like an extra week to prepare for it. But there's just something about the way that Devin Bush kid plays linebacker position that I'm afraid to start running back against him for that reason. Let me ask you a question. Let's talk about Todd Gurley. So, Todd Gurley's coming off a bye. He's looked very pedestrian. Todd Gurley's ranked anywhere from, apparently, the train around you agrees. So, apparently... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I right next to the train track. That's sorry. fine. My dogs agree over here. The trains agree over there. It's all gravy. So, <laughs> so uh, Todd Gurley consensus, if you look at anybody's rankings, he's anywhere from 11 to 20 this week on rankings. If you had Devin Singletary, who's emerged... Would you play him over Gurley this week? Yes. If you have Tevin Coleman, would you play him over Gurley this week? Yes. What other running backs that are fringe 20, 25-ish would you look at, do you think? I think the line is kind of behind those guys. And ahead of, like, Devonta Freeman, ahead of Rojo, even though I made him a start. <sighs> so you, so it's safe to say you'd probably have him right around 20 as well, then? I can effort and find out right now. Because <laughs> I do weekly rankings, so I'll tell you where I got him. <laughs> Perfect. No, that's awesome. I want to know because that's a – I don't disagree with the girly take at all. Um, you know, I, in real life, I have a girly situation where I do have Dalvin Cook – Tevin Coleman, Todd Gurley, and Devin Singletary, and I could start three. So one's one's out, and obviously it's not Dalvin Cook, you know. No. <laughs> no. That would just be, you know, hogwash. I mean, if you want to watch the world burn, you can try it. But... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what are you doing in this game while I effort my rankings here? Um, I'm going to start Reynolds, actually. And the reason why is because if you pick them up, you probably really need them. So I'm 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 thinking you can start him and, and be okay with it. 
I do like him better than Renfro. I do like him better than any other wide receiver guys I mentioned this week, with probably the exception of A.J. Brown. I would start A.J. Brown over him, but if we're talking about waiver newly acquired guys, I think that it's Zach Paschal and then it's Reynolds are the top two for me as far as the most trust. Uh, Because once again, you probably picked them up because you have to have them. Now, if you're just being a savvy owner and you picked up Reynolds because you're thinking about next week or the week after, don't don't even mess with it. Keep him on your bench. Let's see what he does. But I do think because of the offense that is run there, I think they're going to design plays for him. I think that they know that he's going to be their third part of their uh, receiving core since last week. I think I think he's going to be all right, man. Um, and plus, the Steelers, I, I just, the way I see players have success against the Steelers, I think he's that receiver that gets it done. Um, I think that Woods is the one that doesn't really perform that well this week. So we'll see. Um, and for me, my sit is Juju. Um, man, I, boy, was I right. Sell, 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 and sell again, and now you can't. Uh, I'm not playing Juju. I'm looking elsewhere. Chances are if you have Juju, you've already learned to start people over him, so it's not a big deal. Or you've lost every single game and you're not listening to this podcast because you've given up on the season. So that's my thoughts on Juju. Did you uh, find your girly ranking? I can't because I'm mobile. Okay, that's fine. I, I can't pay it over. Well, do me do it. Do us and the listeners a favor. Uh, click uh, post the link. Yeah, post the link and tweet it out later. Uh, like the five, like the five guys you'd you'd start him over, and the five guys you'd start. Over, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I think I have him probably right around that twenty mark. I would guess either nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Okay. All right, so eighteen on our site, so I probably got him around there. All right, so we've got. Sunday Night Football, we've got the Vikings, who you need us to beat, by the way. Uh, we've got, yeah. as a Packer fan, uh, going to Dallas, Dallas Cowboys coming off a Monday night win. Start and sit, what do you feel in this game? We're going to start Michael Gallup. It worked last week, I think it's going to work again. <laughs> Minnesota is a top 10 matchup for wide receivers. And while there's a Xavier Rhodes, he hasn't been what he has been the last couple of years. I think Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup are going to be necessary um, for Dallas to kind of get something going. Yeah, Zeke, and he's kind of matchup proof. But that Minnesota run defense is pretty darn good. Um, and your guys' offensive line has looked kind of funky the last couple of games. So I wonder if they're going to be able to kind of limit him a little bit. And then you're going to need to throw to get something done. Um, and then I'm going to sit Kirk Cousins Dallas number four against fantasy quarterbacks. So I want no part of that. Feeling kind of banged up, maybe going to play. Um, Diggs has looked really good. But you guys, your secondary is really good. I don't, yeah. <laughs> well, when I look at this game, <laughs> when I look at this game, what I see is, a lot of starts. I think that, with the exception of probably Kirk, that's the one where you maybe you're looking elsewhere. Um, I see just it's kind of like if you have Diggs, you're playing him. If you have Cooper, you're playing him. If you have Gallup, you're playing him. I mean, heck, that Gallup touchdown was awesome last week. Um, for me, I'm thinking on the Vikings side, um, Thielen's probably not going to play. And there's a sneaky pickup that I like because Dallas has been pretty bad against tight ends, and that's Herb Smith. If you are trying to throw a Hail Mary like no other, I think that's a good start this week. In my hey, real quick. Yes. Greg Olson or Irv Smith? 
Olson. Olson. You thought about it long and hard, though. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've seen what Dallas can do against tight ends, and Irv Smith is yeah. one of those. I, I think that Irv Smith can have a good week, man. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, Irv's more of my like. You have Delaney Walker; he's out. I might play Irv over Johnny Smith this week, like that 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 range. For upside, yeah, so is where like an underdog, and you need to swing for the fences. He might be in your tight end spot. Yeah, man. Else. Yeah, because yeah, I've seen I've seen the Cowboys get shredded by like Evan Ingram types, and he fits that mold. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's like a what if OJ Howard was Houston? Right, right. <laughs> And uh, my sit is going to be Jason. Uh, my sit is Jason Witten. If Jason Witten is your tight end, drop him and pick up Herb Smith, actually. And there you go. <laughs> Literally any other starting tight end. Hell, I might go Ricky Seals Jones over him. You could pick up Jarwin over him. Hey, did we talk about Cleveland and Buffalo? Did we talk about Cleveland and Buffalo? Did I skip that game? I think you did, man. Oh, well, we'll go, we'll go to it. Night, I, I was like, hold up. Yeah, we did. Actually, I skipped over it. We're gonna we're, we'll go right back to it right now. That's my bad, my man. No, that's all good. That's so that's uh, yeah. So that's that's my sit is Witten. Go pick someone else up. Uh, before we get to Monday Night Football, let's hit rewind and let's go to the Bills and the Browns. The Browns are hosting this game. Um, I think some home cooking is going to be good for them. I think this is going to be a get right game for the Browns, and I think they're going to win and uh, take the Bills down a peg. The Bills are still a decent team though. Um, who do you who are you starting and sitting in this game? I have this going the complete opposite way, sir. I think Cleveland is about to just lay down and die. Um, I'm going to start Devin Singletary. I think they're going to be able to kind of run at will against them. Uh, Cleveland is 21st against RB, so just outside that top 10. Devin Singletary's had at least 65% of the snaps the last two weeks. And he's had averaging five targets the last two weeks as well. So he's getting it done in the passing game also. And I think he's kind of that sneaky bell cow that nobody's really talking about. So I would start him. And then I'm going to sit Odell Beckham Jr. again. Buffalo is the second best against wide receivers. Yeah, he's been pouting, so the squeaky wheel might get some grease, but as bad as Baker has looked this year, I can't trust it in a rough matchup for this to be the get-right game. You know, I don't disagree with you. Um, I'm also going to sit Odell, and this is the this is if you're an Odell owner, this is going to be good for you. This is the last week. I think you really have to worry about it. If he's healthy, I think he's going to be all right moving forward. Um, I probably honestly, when I say sit. Lower your expectations. I mean, he's even versus Cliff Harris, he's still got over 10 PPR points. So I, th- I still think he can give you, he's just not going to win you the week. But I don't think he'll necessarily lose it for you. But for where you drafted him and what you expect, it's not good. Uh, yeah, for, like 5 for 80, right? Or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like 12 right. points, I believe. My uh, start is Kareem Hunt. I don't care that he's just now coming back. I think that Baker needs. This kind of player, I think that they are going to smash mouth the football and just run with Hunt, run with Chubb, and they're going to try to do a big play-action play to get Odell open. Is the game script as he going? I think Hunt's going to get five catches this game, and he's going to have about 90 all-purpose yards is my bold, fearless prediction for Mr. Kareem Hunt. 
Real quick? Yes. I have the exact same thing, bro. <laughs> so we're on the same page there with Karima. I have them in like one pretty darn like competitive league that I'm in. I'm excited for this week. I have them in my flex. Him and David Montgomery. Yeah, that's my, yep. Let's go. Let's go. I have the same duo. All right. And uh, so on to Monday Night Football, last but not least. Uh, this is where we're going to end the pod tonight. We have a, this is a darn good Monday Night Football game, by the way. We have uh, all the rough ones we've had. Seattle Seahawks going to San Francisco to play the undefeated San Francisco 49ers. 49ers have had quite the rest from Thursday to Monday. Seattle just came off of an overtime thriller with Tampa Bay. Who are we starting and sitting? I'm going to start Jimmy Garoppolo. Seattle is actually a top 10 matchup for quarterbacks. That kind of surprised me. Um, And I think with this game, I'm not, I'm pretty sure they're, Frisco's finally going to lose. Um, reason being, I think Chris Carson proved to me that he's matchup proof last week, going for just over 100 uh, against a really good defense. And then you got Russell and Lockett that feel pretty darn matchup proof as well. So I think even though it's kind of a bad matchup with San Francisco's secondary being pretty darn good, then their defense being pretty darn good. A division game, Pete Carroll always gets his dudes up for like those primetime games and big games. And I know it's <laughs> kind of crazy, but he just does. Even going all the way back to USC. Why? Well, we talked about this. Up. We talked about this. I've seen Pete Carroll talk up a rock before, and it performed. Yeah. So. But, games or whatever, they'd be rocking the buses just ready to come out and hit people and I think he's going to have his dude that jacked up for Monday Night Football. Oh, the whole world's going to watch us take these guys down. Nobody thinks we're going to win this game. You know what I mean? No, it's going to be <laughs> so, good. But then it's DK Metcalf because I think somebody's going to kind of get lost in the shuffle and I think he's, he hasn't gotten target percent that makes me feel comfortable starting him in a bad matchup. So He's right. the only guy I'm I also am going to start Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that Jimmy G could very possibly be this into the fantasy football season's Dak Prescott. I think that yeah. uh, you add Emmanuel Sanders, and we saw, uh, granted, take it with a grain of salt, it was against the Arizona Cardinals, but the Arizona Cardinals have been better since Peterson came back, and I just think they're, you don't know, they're, they're just, they're super dangerous. And Jimmy G's got that swag, man, and he certainly has the weapons. So, I expect him to be a very good start this week and a good stream um, if that's what you need, if you need a, a player this week. My sense, Josh Gordon, um, I think he's going to play is what I'm hearing, and it'll be limited snaps more than likely. They'll probably run something up for him, but San Francisco is just darn good, and I think they'll be ready for it. Um, I'm not playing him. He hasn't, quite frankly, looked good at football to me. I'm not sure if that's just the fact that Tom Brady can't throw it past 20 yards anymore or if it's really that he's just not good at football. So I want to see which one it is, and uh, we'll get to see that over the next week or two. So I will uh, we'll report back to that next week. So that is our thoughts on Week 10. Matt, any, closings, any closing thoughts for you? No, I just hope all your sleepers are golden, and I hope guys you play against all bust. So 
fucking luck. No, for sure. <laughs> yes. So that's it. So as, as I said at the very beginning of the podcast, as I'm dinging right now, as I said at the very uh, end of the podcast, um, or very beginning, excuse me, follow us on creatorrank.com, Twitter at creatorrank, and uh, you can follow Matt and myself on Twitter as well at techmozak for me, at Matt Riller for him. Thank you for tuning in on this episode of Start Sit for Week 10 for Lineup Locked. We will be back at you next week uh, with more fun and hopefully more advice that gets you the W. We are out. Peace. Have a good one. Peace.